welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and Game Master. Folks, this week I've got a couple more people subbing in for me. As you know, I've had a pretty difficult year. And I also have a pretty busy year set out for me this year, too. Uh, Through November, I am only going to be home one week in the month. So to help me out, some of the contributors on the OneShot Network and some of my good friends offered to record games for me so I could keep the show going without overworking myself. This one comes to us courtesy of my spouse, Mel D'Amato, Jess Meyer, Jason Sackett, Ken Davidson, and the co-designer of the game they're playing, Lauren McManaman. Speaking of the game, this week we're featuring Girl Underground, a Powered by the Apocalypse RPG inspired by stories like Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz, and Labyrinth, about a young girl magically transported to another world who meets strange companions that help her on a journey which provides clarity for her real-world life. Girl Underground is sweet, emotional, and approachable, and a great entry into the female-oriented portal fantasy genre. I want to thank all of my friends for helping me with this series, and I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I did when I was editing. Now with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. Hello, heroes. Uh, oh, fuck. How does he do it? <laughs> <laughs> this stays Sorry, in. Sorry, James. Cut this out. Now no, you're this stays in. Hello, heroes, and welcome to One Shot. I'm Mel D'Amato, your host this week. Not necessarily your game master. Today we are here at Big Bad Con, and that is why my voice sounds horrible. We are joined today by an amazing group of friends I've got, and a very cool person I just met, and I'm very excited to have GM this game. First things first, I'm going to go around the table. Hey, Jess. What's up? Hey, everyone. My name is Jess. You can find me on Twitter at Burst of Hope. With a zero for the O in of. I like talking about martial arts and doing a lot of nerdy games. Very cool. Were you ever into Alice in Wonderland or any stories like that? Were you big? Oh, uh, absolutely. I freaking love the caterpillar and the hookah. The Cheshire cat is like really creepy. (laughs) Yes, very creepy. Um, did you ever try to vape and like puff out fat curls like the caterpillar? This this person does not vape. No? I, I, okay. I, I don't vape. I do hookah. Cool. All right. Next in line, uh, my good friend Ken. Hello, everyone. I'm Ken Davidson at KDavidson925 on the Twitters, and I am super excited to be here. Ken, you have a few games that you've written, and I think you have a new one that premiered at this con. Can you tell us about it? I did, in fact. I had my hashtag flirt squad game co-gm'd by my good friend sitting next to me jess and we killed it uh it's going to teach teach people in a larp format how to flirt with respect ask how to respect consent and how to just let yourself out and be able to compliment anyone and everyone the right way yes excellent Ooh, respect what excellent and uh last but certainly not least player wise Jace. Sip. So I'm Jace. Uh, you can find me at the second dork on Twitter. That's my second account because my first one got fucking banned for shit posting. <laughs> <laughs> that did not stop me. Uh, so yeah, if you like completely irreverent bullshit, then look me up. I have nothing else to plug. 
Awesome. Slightly intimidated to be sitting at this table. <laughs> oh, please. You were at a table with Jeff and John the other day playing a game, so I think you're going to be okay. Yeah, but that was also my brand, so. Well, we'll find a way to make all of this your brand, too. Excellent. And, of course... Our game master for this week. Kia ora. My name is Lauren. I am at the Stray Kiwi on Twitter. Um, there I post a lot about games, some game design, and mostly about things I do in my life, like leave my keys in the trash and they wonder where they are. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm very excited to be playing a game I co-wrote with uh, JC Ross, who is at JC Ross on Twitter, called Girl Underground, a game of believing in yourself and Fucking up the patriarchy, really? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to play with you all. Thank you so much for having me on. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, we are a group of shenanigans. And for, for uh, people who don't know, and I'm sure there are a lot of you on the One Shot Network who have no idea what our shenanigans are, uh, the folks I've got playing today are a group of people that call ourselves the Moth Squad. Uh, we are a wonderful group of people who... I cobbled together when I made a call out to play a horrible online game on PlayStation, uh, Fallout 76. But anyways, um, and these these kind, wonderful people uh, received my call and played that bad, bad game with me, and we've been fast friends ever since. So I am excited to take those shenanigans, drop them into this wonderful game, and maybe just be horrible people. The horrible people we are in love, and <laughs> but in the nicest way possible. <laughs> You're going to make me cough up my heart. (laughs) But uh, with that said, take us away. Yeah, rad. So um, Girl Underground is a game about a young girl's fantastical adventures through wondrous land with her equally strange and wonderful companions. Um, In this game, we will all collectively create our girl and take turns playing our girl as she travels through this land with, um, yes, some animals objects and other interesting beasties we will begin by having a tone conversation and just setting some boundaries since this game can deal with some subject matter that could touch on some sensitive areas but basically um in terms of tone i think of like sort of pg level like more light-hearted alice in wonderland fantasy cartoon violence kind of thing we won't be seeing a lot of like cruelty against animals or violence against animals any violence is usually abstracted to like when straw gets pulled out of like the straw man and that kind of thing or bits falling off of like constructed beings there will absolutely be like no sexual content because our protagonist is a small child so those are like sort of very hard lines that are going to be pre-built into this game in terms of uh safety tools uh this game uses script change by brebo sheldon if you're not familiar uh we will be using pause if something comes up either like tone related or subject matter related that we want to talk about or just like take a moment to process um if we need to we will rewind uh to like go back to a point before it happened and then find another way around um if we get to a scene where it's like yeah this is cool but i want to slow it down a lot we'll go frame by frame just to like watch every narrative beat to make sure we navigate through it in an okay way and then uh for like an emergency break just like the hard x kind of like nope we're just gonna stop (laughs) take it out move on and then the last thing we'll do is we'll just quickly do some lines and veils which we'll revisit further down the character creation process but as i said the immediate lines and veils are balance against animals uh and then like sexual content um but i think what i might do is i'm just like pass around (laughs) uh, lines and veils 
thing so people can just add to it and then we'll revisit. A lion is a thing that will not come up in play at all. Um, and a veil is a thing we will either mention in passing, uh, skip over, say it happened, or like allude to. So I've been squeeing over this game since it came to my house and I'm super duper excited and maybe intimidated that you're running for us. I just want to live my whimsical shenanigans. Maybe a little Miyazaki smattered in there. Oh, definitely. Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm very in for Miyazaki. You can make it Miyazaki. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even thinking of Miyazaki. No, I'm. Oh yeah, twice like excited. Kiki's delivery. Service. Yeah, spirited away. Mm-hmm. So for lines, we have sexual content, violence against animals, body horror, making fun of cross-dressing, and spiders. This is, of course, a living document, so if we need to add to it, we can add to it totally. Unfortunately, Mitch McConnell is going to block all of our revisions to that document. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to learn a bit about our girl. But basically, our protagonist is a 12-year-old girl. She's not of this world, and she's trying to find her way back home. Home isn't perfect. In fact, there's a lot of things that are hard and unfair about it. But it's still home. There are people there who love you who miss you right now, and are wondering why you haven't come home in for supper. So collectively, we're going to decide this girl's name. Our family always has love. That is a very important fact. If She has loving parent or parents um, and sibling or siblings. But it lacks either curiosity, money, time, magic, quiet, or blank. So if you have something else you would like to explore, we can do that too. <coughs> Are people feeling a particular lack in this girl's life? Ooh, I kind of like magic because I like the name Faye. Ditto. Cool. That's rad. Yeah. Cool. Should I fill this out? Oh, yes, please. Please Oh, I mean, I was proposing the name Ditto. (laughs) (laughs) So squishy and amorphous. (laughs) Terrifying, beady little eyes. So our family has love but no magic, meaning our name is Faye. Now we will take turns answering these questions. Um, we will sort of do left to right down the pick lists there, and then we'll open out to the open-ended questions on this playbook. Uh, so Mel, how do you wear your hair? Oh, let's see. Feel free to read out some answers that you like, and then pick one. Or make one up. Gosh, there are some good options. Soft and textured like a sleepy cloud. Short and cropped like freshly cut grass. Tangled and knotted like a fraying rope. Ooh, braided and flowing like a winding river sounds very fey. What do you guys think? Yeah. French braided. French nice. braided, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Excellent. And that means, uh, Jess, how do you sound when you speak? <laughs> After the con in four days, I sound like a knock-knock. <laughs> I feel that. Like a goblin. Uh, let's see. For fey... I think let's see, warm like a summer breeze is nice, mm. but I kind of want to go with gravelly like a country road. Ooh, nice. I'm into it. Okay, and Ken, what is our prized possession? And then what is it? Thank you. Um, I would like something something I made. What did you make? And I think I made a. Crochet, would you crochet blankets? Make made a blanket Ooh. with uh, a loved one in the family, which we could define later. Yeah, I really like that. 
What colors did you use to make it? Like, what colors do you feel about this family member? Yeah, I'm thinking violet and pink and some blue. Make it gay. But <laughs> I love it. Jason, what is your biggest fear? Uh, I like the idea of absence being her biggest fear. Mm. Ooh, what is it about absence that she finds a little bit terrifying? Is it sort of darkness or silence or being alone? The quiet. The quiet. Ugh. Nice. Just hit me in the feels already. I'm not ready. <laughs> How does she like try to come back quiet in her everyday life? feel like and i'm looking to my other cast members for approval she's very fidgety like quiet drives her to fill the void with either activity or sound like she's very prone to sort of nervously singing to fill that void do you think she's a chatterbox oh yeah <clears throat> yeah i dig it that's really cool mm -hmm. okay then we will swing back around over here mel what do you want to be when you grow up oh shoot all right let's think about Faye. Faye is young She's got a dope braid. She's fidgety, so it's something that's going to keep her busy. And it sounds like she enjoys um, calming repetitive activity like crocheting. And this can be as fantastical as you like or as Ooh. mundane as you like. So we've had like teacher and then I've had like a science witch or like Ooh. an explorer or like the Nat Geo uh, host. <laughs> so. I was going to say like some kind of artist maybe. Um but uh, an artist that wants to work with magic to create fantastical things. Maybe a musician. An artist that wants to make magical things sounds super cool. Yeah. I like the idea that it could be a couple of different artistic things. Been she here. dabbles. Yeah, she dabbles. Trying yeah. a little bit of everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. And this is where the questions open up a little bit more into this, like, what is her general home life like? But I've got you. It's okay. There are some questions in the book that I will quickly flick to. So I think I will first ask Jess, like, do we have a parent or parents or no parents? I like the idea of parents. I don't know how far beyond the nuclear unit everyone wants to go. Gay. Destroy it. Gay. <laughs> Two moms. Two moms. Red. Three Two moms. moms. Three. Three moms. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I like that. Okay, and what are our moms do for a living? Is Contract so assassins. Fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Veto. <laughs> um, well, let's see. The, the house is lacking magic, so they're not yeah. supernatural moms. You got to have one, like, really... Type A lawyery esque. Mm, I wear the, the business, business suit. Mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, what if they there's like a family business that the three of them run together? This twelve year old is learning how to do the thing. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I I I imagine that like she has a lot of siblings. Oh shit! And that they're all part of the family business, whatever whatever it may be. Maybe it's contract assassins. I don't know. <laughs> You never see children coming. Stop trying to turn this into Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> Jesus. I've never seen that, so that goes completely over my head, but I will take it. Oh, Good. no, we got to fix that. Yep. Uh, I've been informed okay. the X is silent. Yeah, so three moms run a business. One is the like super duper business manager mom. Maybe one of them is creative and kind of merchandises the store. And then the most whimsical 
cook. Oh. Yeah. Everyone cleans, obviously, when you have a big old house. But she's just, like, super ready to make the cutest little baskets of food for everyone. Aww. Oh, so this is the, the at-home... Loving being domestic. Mm. The other mom's mom. Yeah. 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 Okay. And that, now I have a burning question, which is, who is that person in the crocheted blanket having established this about our family? I have to imagine it's the mom mom. But on the other hand, it'd be really funny if it was the business lawyer mom. <laughs> oh, maybe it was like a, a sweet moment that she finally, she she like took the time. I think she takes the time to spend time with each kid. And they chose to make that blanket together, mm -hmm. too. I'm not oh, ready to it. cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it, it's especially true. like with, with, the, with the so many siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she takes like a moment for each child. And Absolutely. like, this is your dedicated time. Not, the other kids weren't there. And this is me and you. And we, you know, and over the time span of, you know, months or however long it takes. Sorry, all knitting people out there. I don't know anything about how to make blankets. I was just going to say, I have a, I have a close friend. I can hear her mm -hmm. listening to this and already just like reaching for her phone to berate me. Oh, no. It, it can take time, especially for yeah. beginners. And I assume both of them were beginners. So they made this jankety little blanket. Oh, and they, so they learned together. Oh. So it probably took them a while. Yeah. Were there different, like the colors weaving depending on when they were making it and who went? How, like if they ran out of colors and it, it turned into the next one. I'm just imagining like they're in this room for a month and one of the little boys is like, Mommy, we haven't eaten in four weeks. Shut the fuck up. This is FaceTime. Mom is busy. <laughs> I am business mom. I do everything right. And this Go is ask not your other mom. Well. I have some other questions. I have, I have so many burning questions based on this family. Yeah. Like, I'm so in love with uh, Faye already. I would love to know what chore we hate doing if this family is very busy and as many people oh, as yeah. lots of miss. Every kid, they, they rotate chores most definitely. Um, Big family dishes oh. after the meal. Oh, yeah. That's got to be the worst one, doing the dishes. It's just comedi stacked comedically high. Like, she walks in and it just fucking towers over her. Oh, yeah. Like fish eye lens bending over the horizon. You got to put some real elbow grease into that, too, because I think our uh, chef mom really throws down on some food. Oh, yeah, definitely. So there's a lot of pots and pans, too. Mm -hmm. Oof. And I would love to know then, like, when things do get too much, when we've done, like, too many dishes, where do we get a way to hide from our lodge family? The roof. Yep. Nice. There's definitely a little like window that she peeks open and climbs out on and is just hanging out on the shingles. Mm -hmm. and, and I like the idea that uh, nobody else knows that she does this. She's able to keep it away from the family somehow. Yeah, at least she. At least sorry. At least she yep. thinks that. Uh, at least she thinks that nobody else knows. Yeah, the window's not supposed to open, but she MacGyvered it open. And there's like a thing that she pulls out <clears throat> and then replaces each time so that nobody notices. And then if Faye <clears throat> secretly like wants magic in her life, what strange thing does she swear she saw in the sky and went to her mom and was like, I totally saw this. What was it? A magic carpet. Ooh. With a dragon design on the carpet. I, I, I like the idea that it's a... So I think her blanket also had that design, so it looks like a magical carpet version of the blanket that she and her mom made. Ooh. Whoa. I wonder that blanket took so long. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm going to look here. Is there anything else we need to 
kind of cover. Yeah, who is who is your best friend and why? Is it like a schoolmate? Is it a sibling? Is it a parent? Is, is it, it like a cat? Imag- yeah, <laughs> like an imaginary friend. They probably with with so many kids and so many busy moms, uh, there probably isn't actual pets, but maybe it, it's a lot of street animals that they will adopt and stuff like the dog that comes by every other day or something. Animals they've made friends with that mm-hmm. don't necessarily get to come in the house. Mm-hmm. We could also have a stuffed animal. <clears throat> That's true. That would be cute. Maybe a stuffed mm. cat that one of the moms gifted and they, they keep it safe. A oh, lot like the Calvin blanket. and Hobbes situation. <clears throat> I love that. Awesome. I think I have a fantastic idea about who Faye is. I love her already and I'm ca- I can't wait to get her into Wonderland. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to figure out while she loves her life and she has a loving family, there are things in society that can sometimes get her down. So we're going to look at the list of manners on page 27 and then figure out what are some things in her life that she doesn't appreciate as much. So the way manners are going to work is we're going to make six for this game. We have four people, so I think we'll get to do sort of one each and then like uh, collaboratively decide the other two. Um this is going to work with like a right of veto. So if someone's like, uh, I want to do this one and someone's like, nope, I can't do that today, then we just won't do it. But please feel free to peruse the list. And when someone has one that jumps out at them for fate, we can get chatting. It jumped. Uh, young ladies must never go into dark places. Everyone get with that? Mm-hmm. Nice. I kind of want to go there. Uh, young ladies must never act like boys. You ever get with that one? Yeah. Red. Along the same vein, young ladies must never try on other genders. Yeah. I didn't see that one. We can easily swap those two if there's something. Okay. But yeah, I like that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I like playing with this one to break it. Uh, young ladies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jeez. Young ladies must never take up too much space. Mm. Young ladies must always respect others' opinions. Mm. Four, so we'll take two more, I think. I just swapped out the gender one for um, the boy one for the gender one, if that's okay. (laughs) Young ladies must never put others in their place. Excellent. And one more. I kind of dig young ladies must never soil their hands or clothes. I feel like Faye definitely wants to get rough and tumble dirty with the natures. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, that's rad. Excellent. So our Faye, while her life is pretty fantastic, is uh, not so interested in these manners. Um, so much so, in fact, that the way she finds her door is by immediately breaking one. Um, so we will break a manner and then practice writing a belief before we tumble into the Wonderland. Um, but first we need to know what our door looks like. Mm. So we're going to take a um, couple of minutes to sort of montage a bit of Faye's life, um, what she gets up to, and then how she comes across this magic door. So um, uh, how this will work is I'll just, we'll take turns as adding to the story. It's very free form. Um, we can take turns if people feel comfortable taking turns, but it will just be like a cool storytelling experience. 
I think what happens is it's like dusk is settling. It's like a warm evening. The sky is uh, sort of peach to pink into blue. Like there are some stars coming out in the sky. And I think the family is um, having like a little like bonfire in a fire pit, like just out the back of their house, right? Um, and there's like some marshmallows and like all the kids are like around the fire pit. There's some jostling for like who's going to get in there and like set their marshmallows on fire because that's the only way to eat marshmallows. <laughs> um. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> what is Faye up to uh, while everyone else is like around this fire pit? I imagine Faye is tired of fighting for dominance around the fire. The, they never make the fire quite big enough to fit everyone around. So I think Faye is sitting off to the side plucking at an instrument. Is oh, Faye the youngest and smallest of the kids? Good question. Or a slightly younger, but still in the middle. Yeah, I kind of like middle child because okay. middle middle kids tend to get forgotten more than the, <clears throat> the older and younger. What, what, what instrument? Is... Stories. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. And I was like, what, what instrument is she playing? <clears throat> Gosh. Is um, it like a little like a uke or is it like a... Yeah, guitar, I, or... I think it's uh, oh God, we a turned little... her into a uke girl. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, I played a horse girl last week, so <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, it's a ukulele. I think it's a ukulele that she found uh, discarded, and it's it's got a little damage on it's it. It's missing a string. It's absolutely yeah. missing a middle string. Yeah, but she's she's done her best to repair and managed to get some tones out of it. Oh, I love it. And I think like you're you're like playing this ukulele and like your business mom comes up and she says like you look a bit chillier brother take this and she hands like the blanket that you made right to like put over your lap how do you feel about that so happy to get the blanket and it's my cherished item and so uh just kind of rested over my legs and kind of feel warmth and happiness and in that warmth and happiness, you notice that something has changed about it. What has changed about the blanket that you notice? So there's that very like, I, I, I picture it as like a Welsh dragon kind of design. It's But it's very, very simple because they're not very good. <laughs> but it is now like very, very detailed and fine. But the rest of the blanket still looks like shit. <laughs> of course. And what do you do when you notice this? Uh, I think I start tracing over the design. I'm starting to notice like maybe gold threads making those intricate details come to life. I'm trying to like run my hand across the blanket and see how everything feels. And I think like uh, as you do, the fire like catches it right and you swear it moves. Oh. <laughs> but then like your mother like puts her hand over that spot where you're looking at right just to like sort of pat you on the knee and say like, oh, like. It's so lovely having all the family together and like sort of comes up that magic thing you found in your life. What do you do? Passively nodding to mother and kind of nudging the hand away and looking back down. Bring it back. Come move. And then I think at that point, like, um, oh, is your like a stuffed, is a stuffed cat, right? Is, is, your, is your, did you bring your stuffed cat with you to the fire pit? Yeah, I think it was sitting nearby at our feet and we're just, kind of cuddle it up to cuddle it up a little bit closer too, uh, to kind of wrap under the blanket as well. Keep gotta keep kitty warm too. 
Whenever people describe it as a stuffed cat, I imagine like a taxidermied no. cat. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like that's just the darkest shit I can imagine. Maybe I should have called it more like a what a toy a toy cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Um, and I think you feel like a tug at your at your like ankle, right? And you look down, you see like the cat. No, and you don't think it moved, but you definitely felt something. What do you do? Look for it. I assume with so many kids around the fire that mom gets distracted again. Mm -hmm. Maybe one of them lights it on fire and flings the marshmallow into the grass and someone's got to put it out, obviously. Um, So she takes that opportunity to search the ground. I think like you, um, as you're searching, like you uh, feel that tug on your ankle again. And this time you see, you see like the little like, toy hands like at your ankle yeah i'm immediately picking up this toy cat by like does the round of the belly and just like looking at it above my face like face to face Give me your secrets. like what <laughs> what and it's you see it sort of silhouetted against like the moon that's like rising right and you swear it like smiles a bit in this like dim firelight and you can see its eyes shining in a way that they haven't shone before but it could be the fire but you know deep down that it's like your cat right and i think like the cat as you're holding it there and like shaking it a bit you swear its arm like points you in like a direction like into the dark into the wooded area by your house an area that you know pretty well i imagine Faye like goes there frequently to like have some fun magical times but it's like sort of um is like sort of jostling swinging in that direction can we name our toy cat yes please what is the what is the cat's name bartleby bartleby Bartleby. yeah (laughs) so bartleby's arm is like swinging in this direction and you know that bartleby is like telling you to go in that direction i think i ask bartleby do you want me to go over there and you see, like the like like the cat's head, like floppily nods. <laughs> I, I, I imagine that like Bartleby has like buttons for eyes, but somehow one of them winks. Yes, that definitely happens. Spooky. Do you follow Bartleby? Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah, <laughs> to the ends of the earth. There's just a there's just a fae shaped dust cloud. <laughs> And I think I, um, can we take the blanket with us? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Okay. How do you wear it? Is it draped on your shoulders? Oh yeah, it's like, a cape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So like you put this cape around your neck and like you hold Bottleby out and Bottleby's kind of like jostling you in like the right direction. And um it's surprisingly easy to find your footing in the night. Like Bottleby knows exactly where to take you to avoid like the like the roots on the ground and like the slippery parts and eventually Bartleby like takes you to like a tree you've climbed this tree before it's rather familiar in fact you remember that time you fell from it and like you didn't break your arm but like your mom rushed you to like ER anyway because she was like oh my god like you're like I'm, I'm sure it's broken and it was like it was fine um but there's always been like this knot in this tree that's like uh, like you're sort of face shaped maybe you've even like sort of put your face into it to sort of like mm-hmm. feel the bark against like your cheek right but since you've last been here it's grown a lot like it's now you shaped it's no longer face shaped it's like the size of you and I think like you press Bartleby's like paw to like this 
not in the tree. And then from Bartleby's paw, like, gold light starts to, like, emanate out from it, filling in, like, the cracks in the tree bark until it, like, encircles all of this knot in the tree. Could we imagine that, like, the camera's behind and, like, we're looking this and watching this? And I just want a moment where uh, we look back over our shoulder towards um, towards where the campfire was. Mm-hmm. And I just want, I'm picturing that in my mind because I love the idea. And what do you see, like, like what is, what do you see, like, behind the, the trees, like, in the distance? Do you see, like, the, I guess you hear, like, your family's laughter and, like, your mom yelling at one of your kids, one of, like, your siblings. And, like, you can smell the smoke of the fireplace, but you know on your heart that this is, like, where you're meant to be. Yeah, I think she, she looks back and sees the silhouettes of the family not the faces cuz they're they're backlit by the fire but the silhouettes of everyone being a family together oh <laughs> <laughs> i think bottleby like pushes against the knot in the tree and much like a door it like swings open right and you're bathed in this warm like golden glow and you know that somehow like family is there but family is also here and uh, I think we'll pause there as, like, we cut to the commercial break of this, like, TV show that we're, like, <laughs> making. So that's what I think about games. <laughs> hey, heroes, welcome to the mid-roll. I hope this adventure's going well for you. I just wanted to pop in with a couple reminders. First up, very soon, I'm going to be in the UK for the Thought Bubble Comics Festival. However, I'm also doing a signing tour at the Traveling Man Bookshop. Which Traveling Man Bookshop? All of them. On Thursday, November 7th, I'm going to be doing a signing at the Leeds location at 12.30pm, and then at 4.30, I'll be at the Manchester location. Then, Friday, November 8th, I'm going to be at the York location at 12.30pm, and the Newcastle location at 4.30pm. And if you can't see me at one of my Traveling Man signings, don't worry. I'll be at the Thought Bubble Comics Festival November 9th through 10th, and something tells me I'll have a lot of time to meet people while I'm there. Heroes, voting for the Audioverse Awards is open, and there's a little time left. And this year, a huge slate of one-shot shows and performers have been nominated to be recognized by the Audioverse Awards. I would really appreciate it if you helped out some of our shows. You can do that by heading to bit.ly slash oneshotav and casting your vote for one-shot network shows in the Audioverse Awards. The best part is, the Audioverse Awards allows you to vote for more than one show, so you don't have to play favorites. I would especially appreciate it if you voted for me in the 30th category, Player Direction of a Production, because I'm nominated for Campaign Skyjacks, and I couldn't be prouder of the work that we're doing on that show. It's not just me in that category. I'm up against Gannon Reedy, Victoria Rogers, and Jeff Stormer. So please be sure to show them some love, too. Once again, you can vote for us by heading to bit.ly slash oneshotav. And while I'm throwing out custom bit links, of course, I got to remind you that I have a new book out. Now, if you like what I do with actual play and you want to bring some of that magic to your own table, you should check out my new book, The Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide. In it, I break down the essential lessons that I use to run my own games. I also provide you with tools and exercises to make it 
it easier to replicate those lessons at home. You can get yourself a copy by going to bit.ly slash RPG Gameplay. And if you already own a copy, you can help me out by leaving a review on Amazon or Goodreads. Just head to bit.ly slash Ultimate Gameplay. Thanks so much to everyone who's already picked up a copy and even more who took the time to review. All of that means so much to me. Finally, before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank our backers on Patreon. We wouldn't be able to make the show without you. Even the episodes that I didn't have time to host. Because your money still pays for me to edit the show. It pays for me to do things like attend Big Bad Con. And it helps me research and buy all of the wonderful games that I get to bring you on this show. So if you like what we do here, please consider heading to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and lending us your support. I just chipped off the Travis Matigo pins to our distributor. So our backers at the $15 plus levels should be getting a surprise relatively soon. I'm going to project within the next four weeks. And I gave you that projection because I want to be extremely generous. But I'm hoping everyone will have their Matigo pins by the holidays, after which point we're going to be able to open it up to the public. Thanks again for your support, heroes. And with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. And I think it sounds like we went into a dark place. So let's write a belief about how young girls must never go into dark places. Mm. Um, this belief. Where are the, where are the mask gone? Oh, they're over there. I see. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I will, these are yours. So you will, you will get to write a belief. Um, so beliefs, uh, they, it's, they can be pretty fluid. I've had some ones that are like, never be afraid of your wits. Um, We've had uh, always believe in yourself. We've had even like sort of more poetic ones, like uh, pride is a mask that thwarts self-awareness. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so like they, they can kind of be as whatever you feel like uh, Faye experienced in this moment, we'll just write that down. It doesn't need to be like the inverse of that manner. It's just like, it could be like, I can trust my heart to show me where to go. It could be like, um, I can trust my friends to take me where I need to be. It can be like, whatever we thought happened in that moment with, with is it, it's Bartleby? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, Bartleby. <laughs> then uh, we can. I had an idea for a belief. Dark places can be beautiful. Ooh, that is a good one. I think that's a good place to start with beliefs. Mm-hmm. It would be good if we could get like a bit of the girl in there as well. So like, cause like oh, she's gonna yeah. like um, <clears throat> like and like act on these beliefs, so she can like uh yeah actively. Invocate. I can I can find beauty in dark places. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, is there a way we could? Uh, well, maybe you've already done it, but I was really interested in the courage aspect too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I can find belief it. in dark places if I'm brave enough to look, nice. or I can find beauty in dark places. Sorry. Yeah, can I write I... it on the back of the card. Or... Oh yeah, please, please oh, write okay, it on the back thanks. of the card. If I'm doing an asterisk or like highlighting, it helps too to mm-hmm. differentiate it from the manners. But I love like if I'm brave, I can find beauty in anything. Is yes. That a good one? Yeah. Yeah. Great. So now is it, we've 
we're pretty much in Wonderland, so now I think it's a good time to populate it with some cool companions. The playbooks are there. We have five, I believe. I'll give the sort of elevator pitch for each one, and then feel free to pull one or two that calls you, and we can make some cool companions. So we have the beastie, who is an animal. Um, They can talk, of course, and converse in common tongue. Um, They're all about offering guidance where it's um, sometimes not needed and rebelling against authority figures. Then we have the construct. Um, They are coping with uh, being a thing that was brought back to uh, brought to life. So they deal a lot with what it means to sort of objectify yourself or have others objectify you and trying to find subjectivity or like um, meaning or purpose in, um, in that life that you've been given. We have the fawn who is all about sort of like uh, indulgence and being a kid and being too much and like being magical. So this might be a good one to like explore for Faye in this game. Um, They can change themselves, like change others. They can do cool magic and have weird consequences. They're being about being like too much. Then we have the mythic who is all about being nostalgic and sad and filled with regret because they're the last of their kind. They are all about protecting people and sacrificing themselves and looking out for others. Then we have the ogre, who is all about, um, like, that sort of confidence that comes with adolescence, but then also that shame and um, being too much or being too big or not being enough. Uh, they're sort of complementary to the construct, but this focuses more on that kind of shame and physicality of like uh and awkwardness of being a teenager then we have the runaway the runaway is like the peter pan so like went to wonderland and loved it and never wants to go home um they are all about uh exploration and um independence but they're also about isolation and being alone um because they've run away from something and those are our companions (laughs) so Feel free if one or two or all of them are calling out to you. <clears throat> Say what they are and we can divvy them up. It's oh, so good. Ogre. I'm 100% taking that ogre. <laughs> That's my shit. Part of me wants to be the mythic and something something dragon on blanket. Uh-huh. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> how do I say no to a beastie? I don't know. <laughs> These choices on the pages themselves, these are A plus. I mean, you can pick the beastie and just have it be a dragon. This is oh, that this is true. Is, is true. <laughs> Mel, are you sure you don't want to be a fawn and be half horse? Oh, I was thinking if no one else was going to grab the fawn, I was going to grab the, the fawn. The ultimate Sorry. evolution of horse girl. <laughs> this is, well, this is all like very fortuitous because I really wanted to be the runaway. I saw the gleam in your eye yeah. when she was describing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get it. Thank you. I'll just go ahead and grab the fun. <laughs> Excellent. Do it. I'm prepared to be the agent of chaos. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Okay. This will be the um, first game that I've had a fawn in, so I'm excited. Oh, to really? <laughs> Breaking playtest. <laughs> I love the BC, but I think I'll do the construct since I have Bartleby. We get we get to the end of this, and the notes are just like fawns are OP. Please nerf. <laughs> <laughs> 
you wanted to, you could also, if the beastie is calling you, you could play Bartleby as the beastie who's like, I was oh. a living cat all along. You just didn't know it. Like, and really go Calvin and Hobbes if you wanted to. <laughs> just oh imagine the beastie, like, just the early moments of consciousness, like, what am I? <laughs> My eyes are buttons. And then they become stars of magic. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. I have to play Bartleby now. <laughs> <laughs> no one's forcing you, Jeff. We're all just peer pressuring you for our amusement. Uh, it's more like affirmation of what I already wanted to do. <laughs> peer pressure. <laughs> Love is just peer pressure in the right direction. Duh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. Yes, yeah, so there'll be some more quiet time while everyone fills in their... Their homework. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Homework. So we're filling out. Oh yes, please. Yes, uh, please go ahead. Fill out the pick lists. Um, any questions? Feel free to holler. Uh, you start out with all those moves, so there are there are a lot to like manage. But hopefully, I will remember to call for them, or if when I notice them. Yeah, it's all about the playbook. There are some principles there about how to play your companion if you're ever like, I'm not sure how this person would act in this situation. And the principles like sort of lean into those ideas of like yeah, whatever the themes are going on for for that companion so a question about bartleby yes how do we feel about bartleby's stuffed animal form was more tabby looking mm -hmm. and then it manifests as a beastie in tiger form? yep yeah yep. his mane is some fluff that was like leaking out of his uh, uh, like forwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he had a seam loose, and there was some fluff hanging out. Well, yeah, we do fiddle a lot, so maybe we've been rubbing the paw too much or something. Yeah, I, I bet that uh, Bartleby's gotten some uh, repairs from mom before, so there's like a cool scar on his face or oh, something. Oh yes, like Witcher style. We're creating yeah. this character. <laughs> Holy shit, I could be half cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Automatic question I always ask for PBTA, Lauren. Mm -hmm. Do I have to choose from the options? No, there are uh, fill-in-the-blank options there if you would like to be your true self. Y'all, if you get a chance, just picking up this game just to read these options is phenomenal. We're not going to say you read them all to you. Man, this is good. Are also very existential questions. <laughs> what the hell? Just as she was reading, like the thematic description of the ogre, I felt extremely called out. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, thought it would be really funny if I made her half goose. <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with the Untitled Goose game on the Switch? I tangentially familiar. Yeah, I've seen it pop up around the place. <laughs> if you wanted to. I just felt the lurch in my stomach from the train leaving the tracks. Oh my god, yes. Yes! Yes! I was gifted a 3D printed goose yesterday. It's beautiful. And it's now gonna be our buddy at the table. I like how you didn't mention that it's tiny, so just imagine the listeners like, imagine you pulling a, a like life-size 3D printed goose and putting it on the table. It would knock over all of these microphones and not be mad at or not feel bad about it whatsoever. Not at all. And then it would honk at us for complaining. Honk. I like the idea of being like a giant humanoid-ish tree. That is that is totally my aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> I always try and put tree people in any game I can. I chose from the list, which I almost never do, but you have such good oh, no, names listed one. here. Oh, very good. Okay. Should we go around and describe 
Yeah, let's. Let's go in and describe our our companions. But yeah, would you like to introduce us to our fawn for this adventure? Yes, the fawn. Our fawn is half goose. Which half? (laughs) The upper half. Yes! I I think... uh... Is it just a goose with human legs? A little bit. I, I think that it's it's a kid who has developed a beak, a little like a not not a huge beak, but a beak that um, changes how they speak. I mean, when you have serrated tongues, yeah, you know, just which I've I've just geese set have serrated. T- well, yes. that's horrifying. Yes, geese have teeth on their tongue. Jesus Christ! You, you want to see some messed up shit? Look up of goose's mouth it's i knew ducks were fucked up but damn absolute nightmare this goose cannot resist a chance to show off and steal things excellent uh, i wish i could transform into a majestic beast Aww. what do i need that this journey can give me a, a complete transformation i think nice. they don't like being stuck in the middle halfway mm-hmm. is, it, is it like that sort of adolescent like trapped between being a kid and not yet being an adult. Yes, most definitely. Mm. They're trapped in between. That I think that it's person who was in the middle of that transition decided they didn't want to do it anymore and the goose is a representation of the youthful troublemaking that they want to pursue. Mm. Mel, I thought you were here for shenanigans, not feelings. <laughs> oh, just wait. I'm the goose. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get up to some shit. Yeah, I will lean away from the mic when I honk, though. Sorry. <laughs> Their name is Asteria, and we are going to find the goose exhausted from revelries and amongst a pile of things that they've stolen. Rad. Yeah, okay, so I'm playing the beastie, and the beastie is Bartleby, as we've established. Also, the bestie. (laughs) (laughs) Was that your honk? It is now. (laughs) So what kind of animal are you? This is also your name. I am Tiger B. Nailed it. (laughs) Nice. Which is most likely to get you into trouble? My curiosity. And uh, what were you before you were a talking animal? That was obviously I was a toy. A taxidermied cat. (laughs) (laughs) What do you need that this journey will give you? I need a silver tongue. I try to be smooth and I'm too curious and I'm just much like... Faye rambling, and I just I need to tone it down and figure mm. out the right words to help this this child. And then last, what state are you in when the girl finds you? You know what? I was c- confused. So like, what state as Tiger be, or like originally as the toy? Oh, I this, want... oh go ahead. Oh, the, the state that Tiger be is presently in. So like, we were, uh, we're going to do that sort of collect all your friends sort uh-huh, of like uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. montage this is yeah. like how does Faye find you in the wonderland yeah yeah because i imagine that when <sighs> when she comes through like bartleby is no longer in her yeah, grip trolloping around uh i want to be found uh swimming in a creek tigers do love water and i'm so ready to be whimsically bathing our runaway what were you running away from nightmares Ooh. what part of you has been changed by your time here your diet. What part of the world are you dying to explore? The darkest cave. Nice. What do you need that this journey will give you? 
bragging rights. <laughs> what state are you in when the girl finds you? Craving adventure. Red. And what is your name? My name is Malaya. Malaya. Yeah, using she, her. Excellent. And how has your diet changed? Before coming to Wonderland, I had a lot of really good home-cooked, wholesome foods. Parents, you know, provided, you know, healthy, hearty meals every day. And I got tired of that, especially being here now. So my diet has changed to I, all, I eat sweets constantly. Nice. I was really waiting for you to say, like, now I eat bugs. <laughs> bugs. <laughs> and last but not least, our ogre. My name is Red Bark. The first thing people notice about me is my craggy bark flesh. Also, the fact that I am four meters tall. Jeez. How do you try to make yourself seem smaller than you are? Uh, typically, I hide behind things that are bigger than me. It's very difficult to find. What were you teased about as a child? My voice and how slow it can be. What do you need that this journey will give you? Self-respect. What state are you in when the girl finds you? I was tricked into labor. Aww. Also, I'm a giant tree if that wasn't made clear. <laughs> that is lovely. I love how everyone is very sweet and tragic. <laughs> Thank you. I think when we pick up, we see Faye put her hand on this tree bathed in golden light and fall through like the door. She is blinded for a second um, by this like radiance uh, as she steps through, and um, she feels like they you know that moment where you think you miss a step, and then like your stomach like is. <gasps> I think she gets that as she like stumbles through, and she loses like grip on uh, Bottleby, right? And for a second, she feels like lost and uh, like alone in this, even though it's very still, very warm and light around her. I think when she comes to, we see everything fade from like this golden light into this like wonderful like indigo velvet as like the night sky basks. Oh, she basks in like the glow of the night sky, and there's like thousands of tiny stars above her. <clears throat> everything feels like home, like it's very natural. There's like a tree grove there. She sees like a cottage uh, in front of her and other like houses with thatched roofs. Everything is very velvet and lavender and purple and calming. But that is when she hears like a splashing sound next to her and a familiar, like, this is the first time she's heard it, but it sounds familiar, like this like happy, like babbling from a, and like the sound of water. Um, and I think she turns and like, she sees our dear tiger bee. And I think in this scene, we will have... Jason, would you like to play Faye in this scene as you are reunited with your tiger companion? <laughs> I mean, what's a 12-year-old girl going to do when she sees a fucking tiger? <laughs> so Faye is like creeping behind like uh, the root of a tree watching uh, him. And then she suddenly feels self-conscious about the fact that she's watching someone bathe and then she like very tentatively stands up and says excuse me <clears throat> she immediately ducks back down again and is gone do you want to swim 
she pokes her head back up. What? The, the creek. It's swimming. Look, look, look. I'm, you just see the little doggy paddle of giant paws. Bartleby? Tiger. B. She looks confused for a second and then goes, okay. And then immediately starts hopping over to the creek. And then she stops short and then remembers. Um, I'm not supposed to get dirty or wet. Who told you that? I mean, this whole place, look you, Look at this flowing creek. It's so clean. It's so fun. I can drink it while I swim in it. She makes a face. <laughs> I think fish pee in there. Okay. It's the circle of life. <laughs> I learned that today, that I'm alive. Or <laughs> That's tiger sound. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> sure. Uh, oh, I didn't know that tigers made that sound. I mean, tigers also chuff. <laughs> so, uh, I was told, you know, by my mom and my other mom and my other mom that I'm not supposed to get my clothes dirty or romp around outside. Um, but I mean, you can swim and you know have fun, and I guess I'll just watch over here by the tree. That sounds utterly boring. Like, look at the, this This place is beautiful. Look at the trees. I went and scratched my claws on the trees, and then the creek is just, it's still really fresh. Fish pee or not, like, you, you don't understand how tasty this water is. You're really talking up the tastiness of the water after I brought up the fish pee. I, and you I... need to drink water in order to survive, <laughs> and you might as well swim in it while you can. Isn't it just a little bit curious? Um, so at this point, Faye is like very, very clearly torn. I think she takes a step towards the water and then brings her foot back. And then she kicks both of her shoes off and then she just runs into the water. It sounds like you're not minding your manners. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's turn to the move. So when you refuse to mind your manners... You uh, name the man that you're rebelling against. In this case, uh, young ladies must not soil their hands or clothes. And roll two dice, and we'll add the result to get uh, the two together. Seven. A seven. On a seven plus, how do you overcome the challenge? Also, on a seven to nine, how do you falter or go too far in the process? She totally just face plants into the water. She trips running towards the creek and just like f belly flops into the water, uh, like on her face. As you were like running and getting ready to jump in, you can see Tiger's uh, tail swishing back and forth in the, the flow of the creek and getting really excited, like about to pounce and then sees you face plant is just like, oh. <laughs> And make sure is to like try and slide some paws out to maybe like lift you away from the water. Like that's not I didn't you that wasn't no. I don't want to say what this water tastes like. What does the water taste like? <laughs> or is it too is it not uh, for polite company? It is not. That would be breaking another manner, I think. Fish beasts. <laughs> a slight uh, aftertaste. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with more Girl Underground next week. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other amazing shows on the One Shot Network. Like Session Zero.
Session Zero is a discussion podcast that seeks to explore the psychology of role-playing. Each episode will feature role-playing concepts, stories, and tropes viewed through the lens of psychology by clinical psychologist Porter Green and industrial organizational psychologist Steve Discount. Be sure to join them on the couch for the next session. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I want to urge everyone to call their representatives. Folks, this political climate is exhausting for a lot of people, and it can be really difficult to know where to start. Calling representatives is a great place to do that. It's a proactive way to engage with the political process without waiting around for the election season. Your representatives take cues from you when deciding which issues to support, and calling them is a direct way to let them know what you care about. Now, when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There you can find a list of issues affecting the country, along with contact information for your representatives and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your point across. Using five calls, calling is quick, easy, and it can make a huge difference. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.